0: we are back with another episode in the final season of reliving the lights. Anthony, it has been a while. It's good to see your face again. It's good to see your girl talk shirt that you're wearing. Well, thank Don't you. think I've ever seen that one.
1: Uh, uh, I've had this for probably closer more than a decade actually. Yeah. This one's I was going to say that I've had it since straight. he was actually releasing <laughs> albums. <laughs> yes. I was going to say
0: that brings me back to like 2008 ish. So uh that's probably yeah. yeah, definitely a decade old. Uh yeah, good to see you man. Since uh we recorded last uh, it's been Christmas. Uh-huh. How was Christmas? What what were you guys up to? Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, it was pretty low key. Um, we went up to um, Angie's brother's place uh, up on Lake Campesca in Watertown, mm-hmm. uh, here in South Dakota. It's about an hour and a half drive from Sioux Falls, and uh, went up there. Had a little low key family Christmas. Uh, her parents made some prime rib, and we put on some uh, some Christmas movies, and then we got home. Uh, that night and watched uh, a couple more. We watched a terrible Christmas movie called Christmas with a Capital C. Oh, no! Uh, that is thus far the only um 0. 0.5 star movie I've ever given on Letterboxd
0: because <laughs> <laughs> that's that's one of those like uh, uh pure war, flicks, yeah, war on Christmas, uh, over the top Christian God's Not Dead movies, right?
1: Yeah, it was uh an infuriating watch. So I then <laughs> made Angie. Um, watch It's a Wonderful Life because she'd never seen it and also because I needed to cleanse my palate so we watched that. Angie fell asleep during it so (laughs) she was like maybe next year (laughs) but I got a little emotional watching it this year. It gets better every time. I've only seen it three times and it's gotten better each time.
0: It gets better every time and that's why I was going to give Angie some slack uh, publicly give Angie some slack because it's uh, it's an older movie. It's a different pacing you know and it does it grows on you and so uh, it does. Angie, we'll we'll cut you a break this time, but come on, uh, this is definitely nah, it's, in the conversation for the goat of all Christmas movies. So uh,
1: I would say after this year watching it again, I would say it would. Um, it's so interesting because I think the first time I watched it, I was so focused on the fact that the last like twenty minutes is like like the most oft-parodied.
2: <laughs> you know yeah, segment right. of the
1: movie uh-huh. And I like I got like an hour into it And I was like wait a minute this is not the movie I expected at all based sure. on uh, Everything I'd seen so I think I got so focused on that and then I think The second time I kind of got into it Knowing what I was expecting but this time I really got taken in By the love story uh, uh, Yeah between uh, Between George and, and Mary And yeah. it's man one of the Best cinematic love stories I really I gotta say
0: Man, yeah, we, I did not watch that this year and I'm not sure if Lindsay's ever seen it either. Oh. Uh, so I know it's, we're still within the 12 days of Christmas here. Uh I told Lindsay she can keep everything up for 12 days, Christmas, and then <laughs> uh, 11 days after that. Cause that's like the official like church calendar celebration of Christmas. Oh, sure. So I think there's still probably time we could, we could uh throw on Just It's a Wonderful it Life. and Yeah. yeah. That would be great. Extend the season, which I know Lindsay will be a fan of. So also (laughs) the last two movies I've made her watch have been, oh, frick. What do we watch? Oh, Speed. Awesome. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I freaking love that movie. And the reason we watched Speed was because I also made her watch Die Hard, uh, which is also awesome. Um, So I probably owe her like a true Christmas movie at this point. (laughs) Not that Speed has anything to do with Christmas,
1: but. (laughs) I've got Christmas with a capital C on DVD if you ever need me to. To send it your way.
0: I feel like I could I could watch it and it would be a good time just for uh laughing at it, but you couldn't even enjoy it that way?
1: Um, I mean it had its moments, but even then it was it was infuriating. It was more upsetting than anything. (laughs) It was just so uh but yeah.
0: Good, good. Well, we uh we had a it was it's been a good Christmas. We um went to Lindsay's, so we did all of our stuff like the two days before Christmas. So the 23rd and then the 24th, uh, one of our Christmas traditions, I might've mentioned this last year. I don't know, but we always get uh, Mexican food on our, whenever we celebrate Christmas Eve with our family, we get Mexican food. Uh, we go home, we open like the kids, jammies, Christmas jammies that they get. And then we put on a Christmas movie. So we did that. Can't remove, remember which one we watched. Um, but I gotta tell you, I don't have I mentioned uh how much Frosty Returns fricking slaps as a Christmas movie?
1: I don't know that you ever have. Uh, no. Okay.
0: So you know the classics. You know, you got your your yeah. Burl and Ives or whatever, Rudolph and yep. Santa Claus Coming to Town, which is apparently a Pearl and nothing.
1: Ives. I think Burl Ives is a guy, it's uh rankin' bass. <laughs>
0: That's it. I knew I knew it wasn't right. Uh you give me credit for remembering Burl Eyes. Uh, yeah. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. That was Rankin' and Bass. Yep. Uh so you assume that the sequels aren't gonna be good, right? Because right. Because sure. because yeah. they never are for kids' movies for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh but we had a. Except for Home Alone
1: 2, Lost in New York.
0: Would you say it's better than the original? Because right. I sure as hell would.
1: I would not say it's better, but I would say it's on the same level. Yes. Uh if you look at my letterbox review. Yeah. Um, here's the thing Kevin is completely unhinged in <laughs> Homo part two. Oh, yeah. Like, he, like, I mean, he would have done some damage to the guys in the first one. In the second one, he is straight up murder, Like, the, <laughs> the nail in the foot and like, uh, Marv becoming a skeleton for like through electro- electrocution. Like, so Kevin is unhinged. Um, but so there's that. There is. I love the Tim Curry and Rob Schneider hotel stuff. Absolutely, yeah. but I think the the clincher is I think the creepy Levon Helm looking neighbor <laughs> from the first one <laughs> Le- is a a better yeah, like the, the pigeon lady side lady. character than the pigeon lady. So I think that is the one the one thing.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I haven't watched the second one in a long time. That's the one we had on VHS growing up. So I watched it countless times, whereas sure. the the original, uh, you know, I only caught it like if I was at my grandma's house watching cable or something. So oh. I am just more nostalgically attached to Home Alone 2. Um, but we did. We, that's the movie we watched. We watched Home Alone uh, on <laughs> on Christmas Eve.
1: Oh, sure. Uh, I got to ask you, though, I, I will say now that now that I've thought about it, I just want to say that Home Alone 2 might actually be better because it has President Donald J. <laughs> Trump in it as himself.
0: Yes, <laughs> <clears throat> absolutely. Uh, that in Little Rascals uh, cameos by Donald J. Trump. Um, I got to ask you.
1: President so- President <laughs> Donald J. Trump.
0: Like as in current president, uh, just below the surface, or
1: <laughs> every former president is still Mr. President. I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying that okay, every you're just saying, yeah, former and current president right. is Mr. President. So you're right. I, I saw uh, Senator Tim Johnson yesterday at lunch. He lives in the building across the street from me, and I was no having way. lunch, and he scooted by, and I said, "Hello, Senator." So, and he, he hasn't been a senator in you know a few years, so. <laughs>
0: You said he scooted.
1: <laughs> he's, he's got a little, he's on a little scooter. Yeah. I know. He, had, he had like a he had stroke. A stroke. I know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know why. I think mean, that's funny. I don't know what else uh, to put it. Cause I knew why, I knew exactly why you said that. Right. Uh, uh, okay. So here's the question I'm trying to ask you. Mm -hmm. one of the things that you forget about the original home alone is that you just assume like the whole movie is just Kevin whipping their asses. It's not, it's only like the last like half hour, 20 minutes. Uh, Right. It's
1: just like, it's a wonderful life where there's the, the part that everybody talks about. Yeah. is the last 20 minutes. Yeah. But there's a whole movie before yeah. that.
0: So is uh is the second one like that? I don't remember the pacing of that one. Or do they get into the like they know why Home Alone was good and so they get into it a little sooner? It's
1: it's interesting because the second one is so he gets, you know, he gets to New York. I would say he runs into Harry and Marv maybe a little bit earlier in the movie. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, um,
0: Timeout cuz uh Mm, wait, which one's? Oh, right? Marv is technically in the. Yeah, well, or, is is in yeah, the like? Oh, no, He's no, the very Harry. first thing you see. Or, you yeah, see, Marv. basically, but yeah. yes, I understand what you're saying.
1: Yeah, yeah, Harry, Harry is in the in the. I had to think of which one's Harry and which one's Marv. <laughs> Joe Pesci <laughs> is Harry. Joe Pesci. Uh yeah. So you see Joe Pesci, yeah, in the opening scene. So, but I mean, I understand what you're saying. Though. They become aware of each other much yep. earlier in yep. the movie, and you know whatever. Yep. So, um, but the the weird, act, like him. Beating up the criminals uh-huh. is more in like the middle third than it is the final third. Oh really? In Home Alone 2. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, when we uh next year when we start our uh October, hell, we should just do an October November and December movies podcast where we do horror movies in October (laughs) we do son-in-law and the last waltz I don't know of any other Thanksgiving movies planes trains and automobiles okay there you go and then we do the uh, the classics of pieces of April
1: I think pieces of April is a Thanksgiving movie (laughs) <laughs> that, with Katie Holmes. Oh, I mean, uh, The Ice Storm. That was one I watched this year. That was a Thanksgiving movie.
0: Nice. Okay. Well, this demands that I just look up, uh, do a quick <laughs> Google search for Thanksgiving movies.
1: Thanksgiving movies.
0: Son in law is the third one on here be- behind Friendsgiving and Thanksgiving. So Thanksgiving could maybe be <sighs> the uh, transition movie between.
1: There you uh, go. October that, yeah. And, but yeah. That's Play your November 1st
0: movie. Uh, Grumpy Old Men is apparently. Thanksgiving movie. Oh. There's nothing. There's not much good on here. <laughs> Les bomb. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, the ones you named planes, trains, and automobiles, son-in-law, uh, the last waltz, I think. And then if we did, uh, I would like to watch grumpy old men just from, uh, yeah, I watched uh, it earlier this year. It was
1: pretty good. Nice. Still so. held up. And the, the sequel is maybe just as funny. Um, Grumpier, actually, I, yeah, yeah. Um, in the sequel, the grand, like the old old man character, uh mm-hmm. Burgess Meredith is mm-hmm. that's maybe my, one of my favorite like comedic performances of all nice. time. I know that he was like probably suffering from dementia at that point, but man, he was killing it in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes.
0: Uh yeah, that's another that's another movie where I had the sequel, but not the original. So <laughs> I've seen grumpier old men more times than I have the original. So uh, all right. I like it. So Grumpy
1: Old Men was probably like the third or fourth movie I ever saw in a theater.
0: Actually, spectacular.
1: Now that I think about it, like in my first five, I for sure. Father of the Bride 2 was one of the first ones I ever saw. <laughs> Grumpy Old Men was one of the first ones I remember seeing. Uh-huh. And Home Alone 2 was one of the first ones I remember Heck seeing. Yeah. So i was seeing a lot of sequels right off the bat.
0: Yeah. Nice. All right. I like it. Uh, let's uh, pencil that in. So. Uh, we'll take a break right. from the OC podcast around this time next year, <laughs> and we'll uh, we'll also record the October, the holiday, I don't know what we'll call it. Yeah, October, we'll figure November we'll call we'll it something. <clears throat> All right. I think we've uh, gone on long enough about that. Uh, yes. Anthony, I'd like to get into the episode, but before we do so, I got to know what you're drinking.
1: Yeah. So, well, Josh, we got our first, you can barely see it over the, my left shoulder. We got our first uh, wedding gift. Uh, as you know, we are getting married a week from today as we were recording this. So mm. by the time this episode comes out, I will probably have been married. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, depending upon a number of factors, but, uh, uh, ran, well, didn't run into, uh, met up with brother of a friend of the show, <laughs> uh, Shane hurt. Oh yeah. Nice. Uh, brother, of former guest chaser, Shane, uh, Is he just wearing a black guy. Panthers t-shirt. Um, he was wearing a coat. We met outside outdoors. Okay. Was so it a I didn't, Steelers uh, coat? See what was under it. Uh it's it was the yellow coat, not not a Steelers coat. It's just a Steelers. yellow coat, but the same right. one that he's the Columbia. Headsets. It was uh, Columbia, I, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, and uh, so Shane always gets me a Christmas gift every year. I like reciprocated Aww. it once. <laughs> I'm just bad at gifts in general, but he's always <laughs> sure. it's always something like super thoughtful. Um, this year he actually got me an autographed photo or an autographed like art print of uh signed by Kane Hodder who played uh Jason Voorhees in parts seven, oh, eight, nine,
0: and ten. No way. That's uh, awesome. it's
1: actually pretty dope. I'll show it to you later. Um yeah. and then he as a wedding gift, he also got me a couple of video games, but as a wedding gift, he got me a blender. So I made <laughs> myself a margarita. Oh nice. margarita tonight.
0: Geez, thanks Shane. That's awesome.
1: It's already, it's melting a little bit. You can see on the bottom because yeah. <laughs> spent yeah, so much yeah. time talking about anything else, but yeah. Yeah. So
0: <laughs> that's great. That's a great one, two punch there with the Kane hotter, yeah. uh, autographed and, the uh, the blender. Very nice. Yeah.
1: What do you got over there?
0: Um, I am. So my boss who is a very good boss. Um, we had a, a good heart to heart. One of the last days of, uh, before I went on Christmas break uh, for my kind of Ooh. mid-year review. And I just expressed some things, you know, that I'm struggling through and wrestling with. And it was a great heart to heart. And that night, uh, he didn't even knock on my door. He just put a, we had mentioned, I'd mentioned that I'd been drinking Grainbelt Northeast and my boss slipped into my garage and left a six pack of Grain Belt Northeast. Oh yeah. Uh, so that's a good boss right there. Shout out Mark DeYoung. Um so I got that and then I also just want to point out um I've got another one on reserve but my sister got me this like super duty koozie Ooh. for bottles uh cuz she she knows that I drink <laughs> beer and podcast <laughs> so yeah. uh it's one of it's like metal oh yeah there uh so it's supposed to be the real deal it's a brewmate um okay. So that's instead of the old mixing bowl full of ice, I just put one in the brew. Nice.
1: Save for later. So I'll keep it cold. Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Uh, Shout out uh, Martin Blank on the Northeast. Shout out Mark DeYoung. That's what we're drinking. Let's have a quick word from our sponsor before we get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, we are excited to announce this week's exclusive sponsor of the episode, Paul Schreiber.
1: Paul, we appreciate your... (laughs) We appreciate your contribution, Paul Venmoed Me ten dollars. He said, two beer emojis for the reliving the lights host. The least I can do for hours of entertainment. Paul, a at Ducky DPS on Twitter. Paul, we appreciate. Uh, we appreciate the beers. We appreciate the contribution. Uh, it really means a lot. We're just two dumbasses from South Dakota that. Uh, <laughs> got bored in the middle of well at the beginning of a pandemic and uh uh just wanted to talk about a show and so it, it means a lot that it means enough for you to give us ten dollars. It truly does.
0: It it really does. Uh just to have the uh the beer to uh keep us going through the podcast that that means the world to us uh we're not making jack crap off of this so <laughs> to at least have the what beer the hell, for, man? we're far <laughs> in the hole uh but uh you know the uh it's it, it's all it's all turned out for the overall profit uh in our hearts so paul thank you uh go ahead and give paul a follow on twitter at ducky dps Uh, we love to, to, uh, talk to y'all on Twitter and Paul chimes in quite often. So we appreciate you, Paul. That's it. Uh, let's get into this episode. Let's do it. All right. This episode is entitled on the outside looking in. It originally aired November 3rd of 2010. It's rated TV 14. It was 43 minutes long. (laughs) Does Haven Iron Oak have anything to add to that?
1: Josh, you know, he does. Of course. HIO says, I-O. Julie starts her college classes and meets an interesting teaching assistant. Tammy Taylor has trouble fitting in with East, the East Dillon teaching staff. Luke Cafferty's tackle from the last game is questioned. Coach Taylor finds that he's now on the outside and set a new goal. Mm-hmm. Jess and Vince hit a bump in their relationship.
0: Very informative. Lots of periods and new sentences, not trying to run things on like movie dude one. I'd say the only, the only sentence in question is coach Taylor finds that he's now on the outside and set a new goal.
1: Yeah. That doesn't work grammatically. I had a hard time. I've had uh, about a full margarita at this point, so I wasn't sure if (laughs) I was just like, if I had to concentrate a little bit harder, but no, it looks like uh, it's just a mess of a sentence.
0: Yep. Yep, that's fine. I'm sure Haven Iron Oak doesn't have a a buddy, you know, helping him uh, work through the synopsis Uh, like we are about to do because we are rusty and neither one of us wrote the Movie Dude 2 synopsis. So uh, I've identified just a, a theme that we can riff off of here and, and you and I will just craft it together. We'll see how that goes.
1: We promise we'll get more professional again. We will. Uh, will. Even though it'll be probably like two more weeks before we can record (laughs) another episode because I'm getting married. So. (laughs) That's give us Uh, a break josh got vocal cord pain and i'm getting married and it was the holidays the whole thing uh
0: thanks for speaking of that thanks for all your well wishes about that uh it's definitely getting better but not as quickly as i had hoped so uh we would love to do a double tonight so we could keep the content coming to you but i'm just not ready for it yet so uh all right so reading haven iron oak's synopsis right before we recorded I like that last sentence Jess and Vince hit a bump in their relationship uh, so let's maybe just go off of that uh, how has everyone been hitting some bumps and let's let's make it more movie dude one and say hit a bump in the road I feel like he yeah. would be more specific than just hit a bump let's say okay I'll hit a bump about, in the road
1: okay yeah well yeah let's do this Um, Jess and Vince hit a bump in the road on their relationship mm-hmm uh, Tammy hits a bump on the road uh, trying to connect with the new Dylan teachers. Luke Cafferty's comma. Bump.
0: just to be clear. That was a comment yeah. there. Not a, not a period.
1: Luke <clears throat> Cafferty's bump from last week's oh! game comes into question. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was good. While yep. Um, not
0: even a comma there. We're just no. gonna keep plowing through. Uh, we got coach,
1: yeah. Well, coach, well, I don't know what coach is doing because I don't know what his uh, thing is. Uh, right, yeah, because set a new goal. Um,
0: the set a new goal was what he writes on the whiteboard, I'm sure. How and, about
1: okay, yeah. how about this? Okay. Vince and Jess hit a bump in the relation, hit a new bump in the road on their relationship. Tammy hits a bump in the road with um her new uh teaching staff. Luke's bump from last week gets called into question, and oh, so good. and Julie uh, gets a surprise bump in the road of life. When she meets a new <laughs> older man, <laughs> yep,
0: <laughs> uh, I gotta get that down all right, uh, gotta be honest, think you kind of nailed that at least uh, considering the circumstances so
1: hats I learned off from to the you. best movie dude one
0: <laughs> uh, we miss you movie dude one all right, so that's uh that's the movie dude two synopsis. Yes. Oh, I thought you were going to add something. before.
1: No, I do. I, I I want to say before we jump into the episode, we do have to talk about something. Oh, um, and that is serious. Uh, a birthday gift that was given to me by my fiance. Oh, um, oh yes. By the time that this episode is released, probably my my wife. <laughs> um. Right. Uh, so she went out. Went mm. all out and uh, got me a cameo from Zach Guilford. Oh my gosh. um, That was uh, just a very, a very sweet gift because it was a very sweet message. Uh, It was funny. I was listening to uh, episode one of season five today at work and you, we were talking about cameos from Zach Guilford in that episode and you were like, ah, it's pretty weak, but this was,
0: he did a good job.
1: It was very sweet. So we'll be sure to post that on the Twitter when this episode is released. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I just want to say, uh, a happy late anniversary, Zach Goford. uh, <laughs> his anniversary wedding anniversary was December 29th, the day after my birthday, a week before my wedding.
0: <laughs> he let you know that for he sure. He did Let
1: me know that. Um, and second, Zach, come on the show. Right uh, on, Zach. This is a good time for you to finish the series because he also mentioned in the cameo that he, um, had never finished the series. And number three, yep. if y'all are out there listening and you're on Twitter, tag Zach Guilford and us in a tweet. Yes. A, telling him that you loved his cameo for Anthony, the host of Reloading the Lights. Yes. B, uh, to listen to the show and finish the series because he has never finished the series of Friday Night Lights. That's And insane. three, come on the show, Zach. Come on the show,
0: Zach. Come on, man. Uh, I think. Do you th- I think we should go ahead and play the audio at least on here? Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. Uh, here is the message from Zach Guilford from Angie to Anthony.
2: Anthony, what up, man? Zach Guilford here from Friday Night Lights. I heard a few things about you. Well, Angie reached out. Um, I heard you all like got married on January sixth. That's amazing. I got Mm -hmm. married on December 29th, so literally like a week before you were going to. But mine was nine years ago. Our anniversaries are going to be really close. Uh, In Vegas, super fun. Um, She says you're the love of her life and that you love FNL and me. Well, thank you very (laughs) much. She says you even have a podcast called Reliving the Lights. I'm going to have to check it out. Um, I've never actually finished the show. But it's always interesting hearing people's takes on things. Um... So maybe I'll look into it and listen to a little bit of your podcast. Yes. Uh, but she says you love fnl like Buddy loves the Panthers. That's super sweet. <laughs> like it was it was an honor to do a show that connected with so many people so much. But most importantly, December twenty eighth, the day before my anniversary, is your birthday, and happy happy birthday! I don't know how old you're turning. If you're just getting married, who knows? Maybe you're twenty one, maybe you're thirty one, maybe you're forty one. It doesn't matter. Have the best birthday. Have the best wedding. Have the best life. I'm so happy for you guys. Angie, thanks for reaching out. All right, y'all. Clear eyes. Fill hearts. Can't lose. Peace. Heartwarming.
0: Heartwarming stuff from Zach Guilford there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fantastic job. All right. Well, thanks for sharing that with us. Uh, shout out, Angie, for, for getting that cameo. Yes. Fantastic. All right, let's get into it. This episode starts out with we got our little opening montage here with Slam and Sammy. The thing I want to talk about, welcome to buddies.
1: Yeah, I literally. So we were supposed to record this episode a week before we currently are. Yep. We were supposed to record this last, last week. So I watched this episode probably nine or 10 <sighs> days ago and I've forgotten. Uh, and my notes will be a refresher, but. I just, yeah, I was looking at my notes and I noted that also. And I remember that it definitely did not come up again for the rest of the episode. No, buddy is opening a new business of some sort. We don't know what it is yet.
0: I feel like maybe it's a restaurant, but I don't know. I feel like that's kind of a jerk move putting competition in with big verge, you know, but
1: well, maybe it's maybe not a barbecue restaurant. Maybe it's steakhouse.
0: Yeah. It's gotta be a steakhouse, right?
1: Seems like, Yeah.
0: Most of our listeners have probably already watched the ep- the the rest of the season and know what it is, but we don't remember. So no. I, my prediction is the Steakhouse. Um, for me, the cliffhanger for this episode that made me want to watch another episode was the fact that the Welcome to Buddies was never resolved. I wanted to watch another episode just to see if we address what Welcome to Buddies is referring to.
1: Yeah, we're going to need to uh, keep an eye on that. Yes, <laughs>
0: Uh, But other than that, I believe Slam and Sammy's just kind of talking about how the Panthers shocked the state of Texas or (laughs) the Lions. The Lions shocked the state of Texas. How many times per episode do you think? We'll we'll keep a count here. Yeah. Uh, But uh, Slam and Sammy's talking about how the Lions have shocked the state of Texas. We get a a shot of the the coaches, um, the East Dillon coaches, uh, reading the Dallas Star. Billy Riggins very pumped up about it. Um, <laughs> they got a little story in there about the East Dillon Lions shocking the world. Uh, yeah. And uh, Coach Stan <laughs> has a quote in the the article. The quote is, the East Dillon Lions are hungry to feed on you. You can run, but you cannot hide. Very Coach Stan.
1: Very Coach Stan.
0: Coach Taylor, though, is pretty unimpressed with the whole
1: situation or at least
0: is is playing it down
1: yeah he's putting on a front he's acting like you know get back to work we you know we don't need to worry about rankings and stuff but behind closed doors he is uh, also trying to figure out where they are getting ranked um over at at the high school we've got a pep rally i took me a few moments to figure out exactly what was going on at the this pep rally yeah There is a, I literally, I have in my notes, Tinker is leading some sort of pep rally involving a Jersey raffle. Um, (laughs) Turns out that it is uh, raffling for rally girls, which I did not understand that that Mm. was the process.
0: No, this is new. (laughs) My question is, how can this be school sanctioned? (laughs) I mean, it's common knowledge that the rally girls are, have some, questionable benefits for the football players, but there were teachers in attendance for this. Like we got a shot of some guy in like a button up shirt and a tie, like standing in the back and stuff.
1: What I'd like to know is, I mean, you got to, I think something we both need to think about is this episode aired in, was it 2010 or 2011? Either way, it was at 2010, least 2010. Okay. So it was over a decade ago. Yeah. Probably coming up. Well, well, at least 11 years ago at this point. Yep. Uh, I think we tend to forget just because of how fast our world moves, just how different a world 2011 was yeah, or 2010, 2010. was. Yeah. I, I guess where I'm going with this is I wonder if rally girls are still a thing now. Like it makes me think mm. that that could be something that maybe got, you know, kabosh sometime yeah. in, in like 2017, <laughs> you know, somewhere in there. Yeah. But who, I don't know. That's okay. that's a question for friend of the show, Miles Kuyper.
0: <laughs> I'm trying to think back to 2011, even to, well, let's go back to 2005 when I was still in high school. Would the school sanction an event that was basically assigning girls that are very likely to give sexual favors to high school boys?
1: Right, I'm just gonna call Miles right now and see see what he knows. I was just gonna text him, and I'm like, no, I'm gonna cold call him.
0: Yeah, he's a he's a friend of the show. We know his voice here, so
1: yeah, we'll see if he see if he answers. Can you hear the the ring? Yep. Is it good? All right. I feel like four rings. is It's yeah, yeah. not gonna happen. Well, this is Miles I'll send him an apology text and contextualize. <laughs> yep.
0: So yeah, hard hard to say. I did just thought it was strange that this was a school event and uh, not something that just gets organized on the side. But they are having a rally girl lottery. Uh, so basically they got it like a big bingo drum full of jerseys and they say they bring a the girl up and pull a Jersey out of the bingo drum and whatever Jersey comes out is that word f- that girl's football player. She is now the rally girl of that guy.
1: Yep. So we see this kind of going on, uh, a very attractive redhead.
0: Mm, okay. All right.
1: Um, wins Vince's Jersey. He goes and gets it and tells her, you know, sorry, I got to give this to Jess. Uh-huh. Um, we see Becky kind of excitedly wait to, or not wait. She, she goes in to pick a Jersey out. Yep. Uh, clearly trying, ex- hoping to win a certain yes. person's.
0: Yes. And that certain person is also hoping that she picks his Jersey.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, however, she pulls out Tinker's Tinker's jersey Tinker's <laughs> Tinker stinker.
0: Uh, Yeah, which You know, if you're not going to get Luke's uh, That certain someone If you're not going to get his, at least you got Tinker's Because you know Tinker's going to treat you right You know.
1: Yeah, um, I also did note In this scene That Tinker do be sweating While he's leading this FEP rally <laughs> Oh, he do be sweating <laughs> Yeah
0: <coughs> Uh yeah, so Becky's maybe a little disappointed, but we definitely get the impression that Luke is jealous about the whole situation. Next, we see a shot of outside of East Dillon. Epic is smoking on a picnic table. We don't know it's Epic yet. Epic yet, but it is. Uh, Tammy finds her out there, asks her to stop smoking and go to class. Epic is pretty closed off as we expect her to be um, yeah. based on the freaking teacher's lounge bitching about her.
1: Yeah. Yep. She's a, uh, she's a tough cookie.
0: She has no interest in hearing what Tammy has to say. And she uh, just gets up and leaves campus right in front of Tammy at the end of their conversation. She doesn't even go inside to class. She just leaves. All right. Next Coach calls Vince into his office. Vince has gotten some letters from big universities that have interest in him. It's like the first day that they can send out that kind of thing, initiate contact with juniors in high school. So we find out Vince is a junior. I don't know if we knew that already, but
1: I we didn't think I did. But yeah. Which means he was a sophomore last year, so it's one another one of those. I because I feel like they knew that this was the last season, like going yeah. into season four. Even I think that they knew, like, okay, season five is the end. So
0: yeah,
1: I don't know. It seems like you didn't need to for him to be. Anyway, doesn't matter,
0: <laughs> right? Uh, maybe if it was his senior year, like that would have to take a much bigger role in the season or, than they wanted yeah, to, right? Like
1: that's possible.
0: But Vince, yeah, he's gotten some letters from big universities. Coach seems pretty excited for him, but maybe a little worried, too, when Vince leaves. I felt like there was a little look of, like, okay. Mm. Um, but Vince is pumped. He can't believe it. I, it appears he never even really thought that.
1: Thought that was an option,
0: yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's pretty excited. Next is the opening credits, and I just want to note that I had one of those, like, man, I love this show moments <laughs> during the opening credits. Uh, that just happens periodically from time to time. So I want to make a notice of it oh. next. Uh, it's practice.
1: Yeah, we've got practice. Um, Luke and Tinker are, just can't stop talking about where the lions are going to be ranked. Yeah. Uh, coach kind of gets on them. Uh, <laughs> Billy gets on uh, Hastings's ass uh, <laughs> for resting during practice too much. Yeah, fair. And uh, Coach kind of pulls Billy aside and says, hey, you know, go easy on him a little bit. So we see maybe Coach has a bit of a soft spot for whatever reason for Hastings. Maybe he reminds him of uh, uh, Peter Berg's character. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think he just knows that Ruckleberry uh, Ruckleberry's not necessarily cut out for <laughs> football yet. He hasn't got right. that. I mean, ostensibly, this is his uh, first week of practice.
1: Yeah. Right? They, so he doesn't know he what can, this is he all can, about yet. He can see the talent in him. He doesn't want him to scare him away. Yep. Yep. Uh,
0: next we see a shot of the hallway in the high school. The football guys are enjoying treats from the rally girls that were put in their lockers. Most, uh, most of the players have cookies and baked goods and whatnot. Uh, Hux and Ruckleberry got porn. Yes. <laughs> so his rally girls is not wasting any time whatsoever. <laughs>
1: Yeah, she she knows what I, that was a line that made me laugh out loud when they're going through. <laughs> I got cookies, I got Rice Krispie treats, I got porn. <laughs> uh, but meanwhile, also, we find that Vince did not get anything.
0: Yeah. So he goes to talk to Jess, who is supposed to be his rally girl because he turned down Maura. Uh, Jess says, you know, maybe the rally girl thing really isn't for her. Uh, Vince says, all right. Uh, so I should go get a rally girl. It would drive you nuts. If I had a rally girl, Jess assures him, no, uh, I'll be all right. And so Vince's like, okay. And walks away. But Jess has a pretty worried look on her face.
1: Man. Yeah. This is a real like strike one. Come on, Vince. Uh, yeah. Like, I hmm, uh, think about this strike two. As we find out later, he goes back and picks the same girl. <laughs>
0: yeah could he not have like gotten some other less horny rally girl or you know I don't know um I was going to debate you about the hotness of Mora, but I'm not going to do that I feel like we don't need to go there
1: okay uh
0: next we see Tammy pitching her after school mentoring
1: program to the teachers
0: yeah
1: um they're not into it no um, at all.
0: They're kind of rolling their eyes about the whole thing. Yeah. Kind of being real dicks about, about it all. Um yeah, it's just kind we, of
1: a I mean a general continuation of what we talked about last week, um, or last episode, where it's just kind of she's coming in, she's got all these ideas, and the rest of the t- teachers are already like jaded. Yeah. <laughs> Don't care.
0: At this point, are we and are we faulting the teachers more or are we faulting Tammy more?
1: At this point, so I think. Last week, I would fault the teachers, um, but at this point, yeah, I don't want to say I blame Tammy, but I think that Tammy shoulders more of the blame because she's doing a lot.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Tammy's got to pick her spots a little bit, and yeah. she hasn't really realized that yet. We see Juliet college. There's a very boring professor giving a boring lecture on the Alamo, which doesn't have to be boring. I feel like that could be a pretty kick-ass lecture, Yeah, but, uh, it's not,
1: he, ends yeah. The uh, professor also looks like Mark Twain. Like he looks like <laughs> Hal Holbrook as Mark Twain.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that works. It's like Nevins or Neville or something like that. Um, yeah, yeah, he's not very interesting, but his TA comes up after the lecture and invites them all to a like study group party thing. I wasn't completely sure.
1: Mm-hmm. This sort
0: of thing never happened at uh the small Christian college that I really? went to. Y'all so. didn't
1: have like mixers?
0: No, not really. Not yeah. like that. Uh yeah. but as the TA is up there making that announcement, Julie gets horny.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We get uh we get the same shot that we've seen happen to Julie at least four times during this series.
0: Yeah, uh, Ryan Cabrera,
1: the sweet, creepy
0: ass English teacher. Creepy ass
1: English teacher. Um, gosh, there's been at least one more. I, I thought I had it, yeah, but maybe. No,
0: at, so, at least three for sure, and probably more. This is Julie's thing. Like, yeah. creepy older dudes. Yeah. Um. So, here we go again. Class dismisses. Uh, we kind of get the impression that Julie's not very well connected yet. There's everybody's kind of grouping up and I guess talking about study group things. She tries to ask some Chad about study groups, <laughs> um, but he says, I'm just pledging a frat and here taking yeah. notes for the brothers. So I'm
1: not even in this class. I'm not even in this class. Billy comes home uh, back in Dylan. Uh, he finds Becky baking. Yes. Uh, Billy tries to help. Mindy sees this and is annoyed, <laughs> um, understandably. So she pulls Billy aside, says, "Hey, I don't like Becky being all cute in our house." Uh, which is, I think, in this particular context, I agree with Mindy. Mm, yes.
0: <laughs> Becky needs to put on some some pants.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> kind of like the uh, conversation we had last week of in Mindy's situation, would you also be annoyed at the Becky thing? Yeah. Um, and it's like times five here, like, <laughs> right. Cause she's right. Becky is being adorable. Uh,
0: so um, adorable. So cute. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just kind of over the top. Also, I just want to point out, um, how does Becky not know how to double a recipe?
1: Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it's, she was almost like, pushing. She's pushing it.
0: I don't think she was, you know, like faking that she didn't know how to do it, but geez. (sighs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So she says uh, we got a fox in the hen house situation here.
1: Yep. She actually makes a reference to John and Kate plus eight. (laughs) Yikes. (laughs) Uh, Which that's got to be the outdated pop culture reference of the week.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. That guy turned out to be awful, right?
1: Yes, I believe so. I
0: I sometimes get him and the Duggar guy. I think they both turned out to be pretty terrible, right? Out, and Duggar just had—I mean, he just got convicted of like child porn stuff, right? And yeah. Stuff, so, um but yeah, John from John and Kate Plus Eight also turned out to be terrible. So, I did a pop culture reference of the week right there. Never watched that show, but my sister sure
1: did. Mm. Yeah, I don't know a thing about it.
0: Uh, At Vince's apartment, he's waiting for his mom, waiting up late for his mom to get home to show her the letters from the universities that he got. Uh, She kind of is really worn out from her day, kind of goes on about that. But uh, he eventually gets the letters in front of her and she is more than thrilled. Um, He tells her, where do you want to live, Ma? You want to live, you know, California? You want to live in the mountains? You want to live on the beach? Uh, all this stuff um, says he's going to take care of her. They don't have to worry anymore. So, we get the uh, we get the point that this is like a life changing thing for the both of us yes. that we're looking at here. Yep,
1: yep. Even just the opportunity itself is life changing. Yep. Um, we get a short scene of Coach. He's checking the rankings, and we learn that East Dillon is not ranked.
0: Yes, and he is disappointed by this, so his Mm. I don't care shtick is obviously not true. Um, But, yeah, not ranked. Uh, They asked Gracie what she wants for breakfast. She says mac and cheese. It's apparent that she has not yet developed a grasp of human breakfast food. Um, (laughs) Yeah. she's got to dial that in a little more as she accustom gets acclimated to the earth lifestyle.
1: Gracie Hogan. Gracie Hogan.
0: Uh, next principal Levi, we get a little short scene principal Levi telling Tammy, it's not that he's against what she's trying to do, but, uh, she's doing it all wrong. You got to build up some allegiances first and then hit them up for help, which wise words from principal Levi here. And yeah obvious.
1: this is a guy this is a guy who's been around the block a few times he knows uh, yeah. what he's talking about so absolutely we get a another scene uh, where Vince's new rally girl she's asking Vince for his address
0: Yeah,
1: um, which he provides uh, Jess is in the vicinity while all this is going on yeah and they're she's, studying
0: plays and stuff yeah
1: She's looking pretty upset about it.
0: Yeah, they have like a little passive aggressive standoff. Yeah. They're uh hinting at more to come. Over at practice, uh the Lions got no zipper pep here. Uh <laughs> coach Stan <laughs> coach Stan tells the coaches it's because they're depressed. The Lions have been disrespected. <laughs> So there's a little water break. All the players go over to the water coolers. There actually are people like watching the practice, which is a good development from mm. last season. So you got people up in the stands and
1: uh, Tinker or Luke. It's not just uh, Big Virgin as boys. Yep.
0: Yep. Uh, they ask him, hey, you know, what's, what do they got so and so ranked? And so they get fired up about the rankings again. Um, insisting that it's a conspiracy against them. They're all worked up. Then coach gets all worked up about them getting worked up. Uh, he makes Tinker run and they have to start the practice over. Uh, apparently
1: Julie uh, is at college. She walks in on her roommate in bed with a dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Tammy calls her to ask how things are going. Um, she's seeming a little overwhelmed by the entire college experience. Uh, I think we've maybe got a potential uh, Rebecca from "Son in Law" situation almost <laughs> happening.
0: I haven't watched that movie recently enough to know the reference there, but uh, tune in next year in about ten months and uh, <laughs> hear us get into that a little bit more. Uh, I was gonna say that we have some points on the Julie Hado meter here, in my opinion, because she's talking about how she has to choose between two classes, uh, that Alamo one, the Texas history one and econ. And Tammy says, Oh yeah, well, you know, econ would probably be a little more useful, um, just, you know, in everyday life. And
1: Julie is like, I didn't ask for your opinion, mom.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, which I thought was maybe chill out a little bit. Julie, yeah,
1: relax, Julie. But she's, you know, she's, I think stressing out. I think college isn't uh go the way that she planned. Are you sticking uh, up for
0: Julie, you son of a bitch!
1: Only in the sense that, and I think it's only because I made that son-in-law reference, and it's making me think of <laughs>
0: see I'm of here.
1: that that she, uh, you know, she's she had the tough time in the class. She's trying to find a study group. She just doesn't know. She isn't prepared for this situation. Yeah, um, which is it's interesting to me. Like always talking to people, and I, I'm interested in your take on this too because I was really bad at high school, but I was really good at college. Um, I mean, not really good, but good enough.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, because for me, like high school was like constant homework, um, you know, and that was like so much of your grade. And like, Mm -hmm. I had so many classes in college that were literally just like show up, take notes. There's three tests. That's the class, Mm -hmm. you know, like maybe you get like two quizzes in there. Yep. Um, which I like, I'm a test guy, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, And like, I, it's always fascinating to me having that be my strength seeing people who like excelled in high school, like just completely struggle in college and just not know how to adapt to it, mm-hmm. you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, um, okay, you know, man, so, I think that's maybe what's going on with enough. Julie here. Um, just trying to be a little bit, bit empathetic. Uh, but yeah, she definitely, you know, she's, she's still on my negative side here. She, you know, she's, gonna get involved it seems like with this ta which is such a freaking julie move so uh
0: i will concede that julie is probably no harsher to her mom in that conversation than i was to my mom in right. those conversations when i was a 18 year old uh, <laughs> freshman in college i actually Julie just called her mom out of the blue. I never would have done that as an 18-year-old in <laughs> college. I think I once went like two and a half, three months without calling my mom or going home Shh. for college, uh, at, at college my freshman year or so. So well. maybe I'm uh, ranking pretty high on the hate meter <laughs> 18-year-old Josh ranked pretty high on the hate meter So need to lighten up a little.
1: Well, I'm glad that we talked that out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Julie. <laughs> Amy Garden come on the show. <laughs> yes. Uh, meanwhile, Vince and Luke they're eating at a different barbecue restaurant. Yeah,
0: it's not Big verges Then Big Virges. Uh,
1: yeah, um, I almost wonder if this is if it is a, if, what if it's buddies. Oh
0: no, buddy! Uh oh, come I'm on, not, man. I'm
1: not saying it is. I'm just it just struck me it's strange that they're eating at this restaurant. Mm-hmm. But um, they the meet, gentrification
0: uh, of East Dillon begins. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they. They meet this uh, local business owner. Was he like a furniture store guy or something? Uh,
0: garden or shop. Gar- oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yep. Landscaping and garden shop. Yeah. Um, he buys Vince's meal. Luke is being <laughs> real weird in this whole situation. He's like, "Hey, I'm a football player too. I also am on the team. I'm also good." Um, and the guy is like clearly not interested in him, but he is kind enough to at least buy Luke's yeah. meal as well after like already offering <laughs> to pay for Vince's in front of him
0: okay to be fair it is Vince that is saying like hey this is Luke he's a football player too It's I know it's been a, a little that's bit true. since you watched it and that's yeah. my fault uh, but Luke is Luke is weird anyway though because he's like pissed off and Luke is like asking Vince if Huxton has been pissing him off lately uh, and it's like man you've been you've been angry a lot lately you need a hug or what man uh, but yes Vince is definitely getting the uh, the majority of the love from Bob from the garden store yes. here. <laughs> yeah. Bob reluctantly buys Luke's meal. <laughs> Next, uh, Buddy tells Coach he'll be getting a call from the Athletic Administration about Luke's big hit last week, which uh, listeners from last week will remember that I was like, that can't be a legal hit, right? That was... <laughs> borderline, Uh, which it's still debatable whether it was a legal hit or not.
1: Um, I think, I think we as an audience are supposed to infer that it was indeed. Yes.
0: To be fair, hell of a hit. Uh, And would not be legal in the NFL these days. Right. That's like, if you Mm. leave your feet, that's not legal. But in 2010, in high school, Texas high school football would have been, they are going to have a hearing about Luke's big hit that was borderline illegal uh and depending on how that hearing turns out Luke might get suspended for i think just a game maybe yeah
1: but got a little bit of drama going on with that yeah and meanwhile over at college Julie decided to go to that little college mixer yeah she sees that TA watching an old i had a hard time determining what was going on with this football game? This is weird. He's like, oh, it's a classic, but it's not a throwback. And she's like, yeah, it is like I I was.
0: So I was going, I was like on that track too, because right away when they showed the football game, I was like, he's yelling at like a classic football game on ESPN classic, you know, because very obviously by the uniforms, it was obviously an old game. Like even in 2010, those looked like, uniforms and equipment from night from the 1990s but then i think he was talking about a play that happened a 36 throwback oh and julie was saying like yeah this has the 36 throwback and he's saying no it's not a throwback um so i i was also like confused by this i think the main thing we need to get from this is that this weirdo TA is ostensibly like kind of almost hosting this party, but yet he's sitting by himself watching an old football game on TV. Yeah. Yelling at the TV <laughs> uh while everyone else is like partying and having a good time meeting each other. Yeah. But like he's the one who announced the party yeah. and is like <laughs> so this guy's. I mean, weird. It, it
1: looked like it was some like on campus location. Yeah. So it's not like at somebody's home or something, but it's still. But it's still weird it's that odd. he's
0: like the TA of the class and he's yeah. not participating in the party.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's watching this whole football game. She introduces herself. Yeah. Makes, she has this conversation about whether this game has a play that's a throwback. I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah. It's weird, but yeah, they argue about it. She says, Yes, like it is. This is my dad's favorite game. I'm 100% sure I've seen this, you know, X amount of times. Yeah. They argue about it. <sighs> Julie flirts. Yes,
0: yeah, she does. He's an older man in a slightly authoritative position. And so, therefore, she is into it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes, correct
0: gross julie next jess uh confronts mora the redhead in the bathroom uh apparently mora put her panties in, i hate that word
1: yeah
0: mora put her underwear in uh vince's locker uh,
1: yeah is like an obvious step too far
0: that's that's bold even for a rally girl like, i feel
1: like I mean,
0: I'm not Maura. sure I want that. If I'm Vince, I'm not sure I want that.
1: Well, like Mora, not an ugly girl, but like, how you can like, you're not hot enough to end this relationship, sweetie. I'm <laughs> sorry.
0: <laughs> this is Jess we're talking about here. Yeah. She Jess had some moments where she smiled big in this episode. We're just like, oh my gosh, <laughs> Jess, mm, so beautiful. Uh, Mora, I would not say that so yes I am with you on here uh, Jess confronts her about the underwear in the locker Mora claims that watch I'm going to have your man in two weeks
1: mm-hmm. Jess
0: obviously takes ex- exception to that and they throw hands in the bathroom
1: yep they get into a pretty serious physical altercation cut to yep. Jess in uh, Tammy's office they're discussing the fight Tammy kind of has a, you know, I'm real disappointed in you, Jess. Uh-huh. Talk. Yeah.
0: Jess, is, Jess tells her that Mora put the underwear in her locker. And Tammy says, you know, this is just a part of Texas football. <laughs> Which I'm like, what yeah. the hell? Of
1: Tammy. all people, for Tammy to give this little stunt a pass. Um,
0: Cause didn't Tammy like throw a fit about rally girls when she was at West Dillon?
1: Tammy is the least boys will be boys authority. Yeah. figure. I think in this entire show for her yeah. to go with this. I don't know. Maybe it's like a feminist empowerment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thing that she's thinking, so I don't I, know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh
0: Jess says, Hey, listen, I love, Texas football. Uh I live and breathe Texas football but I don't get this. I don't get how this is a part of Texas football. And Tammy responds by giving her basically community service to work off her uh debt for fighting in the the girls room. Yeah. Come on Tammy. Not Tammy's shining moment here in my
1: opinion. Yeah, no.
0: And this next scene is also not Tammy's shining <laughs>
1: moment. That is correct. Yeah. We get Tammy right right off the bat after that. She kind of finds the faculty talking uh that about how they go to a happy hour every like once a week. Is it like every Tuesday or something like that? Thursday, yeah. Every Thursday. Um and they kind of like reluctantly invite her. Like it was kind of a like, oh, she overheard us talking about her, oh, like geez. Let's uh
0: yeah, you should come. Totally yeah. come,
1: yeah. <laughs> but uh they definitely do not expect her to come. I think one of the teachers is like That'll be the day. I she like make some like sort of like
0: I didn't even understand her comment. Her comment was uh if Tammy comes to happy hour, somebody's gonna have to buy me drinks. Right, yeah. Sure what? I I just don't understand that that right. comment. I mean, obviously that she needs to drink more. But right, but anyway. Uh it's all awkward. That it's that one like big eyed teacher. That's how I keep referring to her in my notes. <laughs> she had an she had an attitude in the mentoring conversation in the teachers lounge. She had an attitude in this conversation. Uh, next, we see in the Lions locker room, uh, the players are pissed about the Luke hearing thing. Uh, they're insisting that it's a conspiracy against them. That everybody's out to get them. Coach comes in. And Vince kind of speaks up for the team and expresses their concerns like, hey, it feels like everybody's out to get us. It feels like, yeah, basically a conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Coach responds, with all due respect, Vince, I don't give a piss what you think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Coach doesn't really want to hear them. Uh, gripe about that, but we, as we find out later, Coach agrees with them. Uh, next coach is doing something about it a little bit, I guess. Uh, he goes over to the West Dillon lions. God, Okay. That's two. Somehow I mixed up. (laughs) I did it the opposite way. Coach goes over to the West Dillon Panthers practice.
1: Yeah. He, uh, greets Mac, uh, Mac tells coach that, uh, that East Dillon are outsiders and that they were intentionally not ranked.
0: Yeah, they're not going to let you back in, Coach. Um, Mm -hmm. He does say that it wasn't like the state that initiated the investigation. It was Jim Leland at Croft, so that was the team they played. Croft was the Mm -hmm. one who started the inquiry, Um, and they make a little bet on the East Dillon and West Dillon game Later in the season, 20 bucks in a shot on uh, who wins
1: that game. Do you think that the character of Jim Leland was a nod to Brad Leland?
0: Oh, damn. I knew that sounded familiar. How did I not make that connection? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I think it was. I think it was a little uh, homage to Brad Leland. Okay. Next, another bad look
1: for Tammy. I feel like, (laughs) yeah, what's going Uh, on in
0: this episode?
1: Angie in this scene was like, Julie's been gone like a week. Uh, <laughs> we, yeah, we, we get a scene where Tammy and coach are already turning Julie's room into an office. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for coach. Um, And yeah, it just weird. Look, that's like, weird.
0: And then I feel like what she talks about next is weird. Tammy's like, so yeah, they're in Julie's room talking about turning into an office. Uh Tammy is bitching about the teachers not wanting to like join her mentorship program, but oh they'll invite me to happy hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Tammy. I just, I don't understand that. Like those are two very different things. And maybe you should start with happy hour and then ask them to be in the mentorship program. Tammy, not a great look. Uh, spoiler alert. We're still going to nominate her for MVP of the episode.
1: 100%. But Uh, yeah, what a, (laughs) I can't believe these teachers won't do something not fun, but they'll invite (laughs) me to do something fun. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Great logic, Tammy. Uh, she tells coach about the happy hour invitation, which is at Rivera's and coach is like, Hey, Rivera's, that's a great play. <laughs> <laughs> Rivera's is a happy play.
2: <laughs> uh,
0: and then he also says, he kind of says like, Hey, maybe you should do this. You know, uh, they won't join your member mentorship program It is a good opportunity. And he says the line, it's easier to get flies with honey than it is vinegar, which is not like a, uh, like a strange line. That's a very common saying, but I felt like his delivery was very Steve Brule, <laughs> it was <like> weirdly paced <laughs> and kind of, yeah. Mumbly, uh, reliving the lights, big fan of, uh, for your health. Uh, yes, with Dr. Steve Brule.
1: We're very, uh, very pro Dr. Steve Brule, very pro John C. Riley. One
0: hundred percent. Uh coach tries to make a little move on Tammy here, uh to have a little sexy time, but Tammy shuts him down on account of it being their daughter's bed. So mm-hmm. I think that's fair, Tammy.
1: Uh yeah, that would have been a real Yeah, I don't know. Don't know about that.
0: Next, Tammy catches Epic smoking in the
1: girls' room. Yep. Yep. She walks in, uh, finds Epic. She drags her. She says, how come you're not in math right now? Uh, Epic seems a little bit confused at how well Tammy knows her schedule. Um, But Tammy kind of drags her to class.
0: Yeah, Epic is pretty pissed that she puts her cigarette out and um, Tammy kind of lays down the law a little bit, says, uh, listen, you and your parents, we need to have a meeting with you and your parents within 48 hours. Through that, we find out that Epic is in foster care, which I don't think we knew before. No. She's like, yeah, good luck getting my foster parents to care about that. And Tammy softens a little bit at this point. Um, we see, yeah, so far she's just been taking the hard ass route, which doesn't seem very Tammy Taylor either, but, um, yeah, maybe a little softening here. Next is the, like, whatever it is, state athletic association hearing for Luke Cafferty's hit coaches, insisting that it's a clean hit. They're like watching the replay. Coach is like, yeah, uh, watch the video. It speaks for itself, but the board disagrees. Um, and coach kind of makes some comments that indicate that he seems to agree that this is basically indeed a conspiracy against East Dillon and probably coach himself
1: at a uh, party. I've seen a lot of parties this season already, two for two.
0: East Dillon goes hard.
1: Yeah. Um, we see right off the bat, we got Vince's rally girl. She's chugging beers. She's going for uh, it. She is going for it. We do learn that uh, Luke has been suspended. Yep, uh, for one game. And uh, Jess and Mora, the rally girl, then have a, a little beer drinking, beer chugging contest.
0: Yeah, Jess isn't going to back down to Mora here. Um, so yeah, she goes for it. Tammy is at Rivera's, which is a happy place. Mm -hmm. Uh, everyone's having a good time except Tammy. Um, she's having a hard time fitting in, finding her place there. Nobody seems to
1: want to talk to her.
0: Yeah. No, she makes, she tries to make some, she has a very poor attempt at making small talk with the, uh, special government teacher next to her but that doesn't go very far it was like Josh Kuipers trying to make small talk there <laughs> uh, somebody spills a drink on her and she's like you know what I'm just gonna head out uh, I got a baby at home so she goes outside we see a shot outside and I have in my notes oh sh-t. that's where Glenn kissed Tammy <laughs> it's the same place uh, but the big eyed teacher that's been kind of a B to her uh runs out and is nice to her and volunteers for the mentor program
1: back at the party Jess is she's throwing up yeah um she kind of drunkenly tells Vince that she'll miss doing football stuff with him mm-hmm. uh we get a shot of Mora like dangerously drunk
0: yeah and a guy like all over her, yeah, kind of ready to uh pounce and take advantage mm. of the situation. And Jess, even though she's extremely drunk, is kind of trying to stick up for more, yeah, a little bit.
1: trying to be protective at least a little bit. Uh, Luke is also drunk, he starts some shit with Hastings, uh, <laughs> but gets pulled away by Becky,
0: yeah, before he can get in trouble. Uh, I so in this scene it really appeared to me that they were at Carroll park, which was like with the lights and kind of Mm. the like covered basketball area that we've seen. Uh, I mean, I know it's East Dillon. I didn't hear any hip hop music playing, but it seems strange to me that, uh, they would be having a big kegger in the, uh, public park, but I'm pretty sure that was the same.
1: I didn't even notice that. I just kind of, I think in my mind assumed that it was a, like a, a house just they were like in the yeah
0: no the there was house, a shot so. it, and it's just such a unique thing i remember watching the basketball scenes from carroll park where they have like the at <laughs> yeah, the terrible form from huxton <laughs> uh but the covered like basketball area like that just seems unique to me i've never seen like sure. you know just a roof over the basketball and that's where that's the kind of situation they were in so anyway uh Unnecessary side note there. Sorry.
1: Yes, right. Uh well Luke tells Becky that he uh traded Tinker a pig. <laughs> Maribel. His pig Maribel to <laughs> have is this the pig that Tinker was kissing in the last I'm episode? Assuming I, we, so he straight up says
0: Tinker is in love with her. <laughs> and He's trying to kiss her. This is weird.
1: I'm considering revoking Tinker's MVP status from last episode, (laughs) uh, pending an investigation.
0: There's laws against this kind (laughs) of thing.
1: What's going on with Tinker in this pig. Uh,
0: I'm increasingly more like let love be love, you know, (laughs) but (laughs) damn Tinker, this is pushing it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, very weird. Uh, but, Yes, Luke has obtained Becky as his rally girl. Um, He does invite her into his house. I got to assume his parents are there, so that's uh, knowing his parents (laughs) and their attitude towards uh, ladies and especially Becky. That's a pretty bold move, even for drunk Luke. Uh, She does decline. Um, She leaves, but they have a nice moment on the porch. I have in my notes here, Becky's my favorite at this point. I just love Becky right now. Yeah,
1: yeah. And Luke is in his feelings about Becky as mm-hmm. I, if I were in his shoes, 100%. as would I.
0: Yeah, I don't remember liking Becky this much. Maybe I did before, but for sure on this rewatch, uh, at this point, I'm a Becky fan. Becky does return back to the Rigginses, Mindy and Billys. Mindy is waiting up for her, and she is pissed about the fact that they didn't know where Becky was. They've been waiting up half the night for her. Um, Becky has this line that kind of breaks your heart a little bit. Becky says she's not really used to people noticing. Mm-hmm. Damn. Um, but you can tell that even though she's in trouble, Becky actually feels pretty loved at this point. This yeah, this was
1: her. a a weird, almost like character tonal shift for mindy who went from like being pissed about this entire situation to um i thought it was interesting we got a shot um of where in the in the background we see mindy talking to becky and she's like we've been waiting up for hours And in the foreground, Billy Riggins is passed out and not caring at all (laughs)
0: about
1: where Becky is. Now,
0: to be fair to Billy, he's got the baby on his chest. So it's not like he's like passed out drunk. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, no, I thought Mindy is still annoyed, but it's obvious that she does
1: care. Yeah, she seems genuinely like caring and maternal. This scene, which yep. she had not seemed no. toward Becky prior to this no. scene. No,
0: no, not that we are feeling any positive feelings towards uh, Mindy. Not. We are beefing nope. hard. Yep, not interested in uh, any positive uh, conversation about Stacy or No,
1: absolutely. Or not. Derek
0: Fisher. Is that his name?
1: Phillips. I was thinking, but maybe it's who, maybe. Cares? who cares. We're beefing. Yeah, we're beefing. Come on the show, guys. <laughs> Uh,
0: next Epic is waiting for Tammy, uh, outside her office. When Tammy gets there in the morning, Tammy seems a little surprised to see her, but Epic says, I'm here for your, for our stupid meeting. We, got." so, uh, we saw Tammy soften a little bit last yep. time they interacted and maybe Epic is, uh, responding to that and maybe softening a little bit herself.
1: Yep. So it shows what we know about Tammy and her, uh, methods. She's, <sighs> she put something, yeah. something to it. Fair enough. The uh creepy TA back at Julie's college. Jeez. Uh like runs her down in a parking lot. <laughs> hey, football. You'd run Amy T. Garden down too. Well, yeah, but <laughs> not if she was 18 and I was like 30.
0: Uh, he's a TA, so we gotta assume that he's like a grad student. Okay. So he's like twenty four. She's 18. You'd run her down.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> He's oh, yeah. still terrible. And uh, <laughs> I, I don't I don't blame the TA here. I blame Julie. This is Julie's yeah. thing. So anyway, yes, he runs her down, says, Hey, you were right about the football game with a th- 36 throwback. Whatever that means. <laughs> I'm assuming it was the halfback hitting the outside around the tight end on a pitch back, just knowing what I know from high school football about play calls, I guess. Uh, but anyway, Julie was right and says, Hey, we didn't make a bet on it, but if we did, I probably would owe you something. So I'll buy you a coffee. Uh, you know where my office is. Uh, I'll see you after class.
1: Sheesh. Julie is, julie is now in her feelings as well
0: next vince's mom we see her trying to get a job at shorts garden supply um he's not really impressed by her resume because she has a gap in 2008 which is when ostensibly or we would assume that she is i can't use this ostensibly twice in one podcast uh (laughs) We would assume that is when she is uh, pretty strung out and or in a rehab. No, not in 2008.
1: Financial crisis. Who knows what <laughs> happened?
0: Uh, this is uh, just an example of why resumes and gaps in resumes are BS. Yeah. Uh, who gives a crap? But uh, even though he's not impressed by a resume, he basically has told Vince, "Hey." if you need something, let me know. And so he gives her the job for the final scene. It is pregame before yeah. the layer B game. And we find out for sure. Well, no, we already knew for sure that there's going to be no Luke, uh, in the game. And I think it's Slam and Sammy or somebody says, uh, they're sending a clear message to the lions. Y'all better watch yourselves. Uh, next in the pregame, we get a little locker room scene here.
1: Yep. Coach goes to the whiteboard and writes one word state. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, team loves this.
0: That's exactly what I have in my notes. The team loves it. Uh, coach says, let's go. And they run out to the field. That's it. Roll credits. End of the episode. We'll be right back with our awards for the week. All right. We're back. It's time for our awards for the week. We're going to start out as we always do with the coach, Taylor Inspiring Anthony. How inspiring was coach this week?
1: Honestly, that final scene alone <laughs> is like worth eight points. You liked it. I did. I thought it was great. I thought it was perfect.
0: I was a little underwhelmed. Um, I want a speech. I want some rousing sure. words, but you know, maybe less is more.
1: Right. I think that's the thing with coach. I think he knew that no matter what he said, this would Get get people going, even and more. you know
0: what? Uh, as I think about it, everyone's everyone's wrapped up in like the oh they're out to get us, like they're caught up in what happened last week, and like mm-hmm. the fact that Luke is suspended right now. But he in the earlier in the episode said one day at a time, one step at a time, or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and so I think it was that. Yeah, it was actually. A pretty great strategy to point to the end goal like this mm. is what we're working for let's not get wrapped up in like yep. the bs that's happening right now so
1: success is the best revenge i'll uh
0: i'll come i'll come up with you a little bit i was thinking like a lot lower what'd you say an eight
1: i think at least yeah i think that i think that final scene alone is worth an eight sure uh um, so.
0: i was thinking much lower like a like a four but i definitely as I think about it, I just was not impressed in the moment, but now as I think about it, I think it was better than I had uh, thought. So, uh, I would probably come up to a six. Let's split the difference and go with the seven. If you're okay with it.
1: Yep. I'm good with that.
0: Julie Taylor hateometer. Uh, I've already mentioned and already debated myself basically that, uh, I thought her conversation with Tammy on the phone, uh, was not great, but I kind of get it because I was also a uh, kind of a 18 year old that ranked high on the hateometer meter scale at times. <laughs> so I have a little compassion for it. But what do you think? Where, how hateable is Julie here? She's back on her bull <sighs> for sure.
1: Oh, 100%. Yeah, she's hateable. She's just not hateable, hateable. Um, I don't know. I'm thinking like a three or four. Let's go four. Yeah.
0: I can be a little soft on the Tammy thing, but. She's just so predictable at this point with the TAs and all that crap. Sadly, no Tim Riggins, no Big Rig beer tally. Did we have any other beers? We've kind of gotten to the point where we can yeah, uh just keep the. I mean, we saw from...
1: uh, we got the Jess oh. Chug a meter.
0: Yeah, the the Jess beer tally. Um we saw her chug at least one beer bong. Uh you know, typically is that a beer in a bong. I've never even seen a beer bong in my life.
1: <laughs> I have seen a few beer bongs in my life. I've never actually taken a beer bong. Um, but I believe it is just one uh 12 ounce to 16 ounce beer. I yeah. Okay.
0: Well, we'll we'll give the Jess beer tally at one, but there were many more implied.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> she was she was puking. <laughs> All right. She do be puking. She do be puking. The Alamo Freeze presents the Matt Saracen Oshucks Goofus Malufus moment of the week. We do not have to give this to Matt anymore. Any goofus Malufus moments here?
1: Uh, Maybe uh, Luke during the entire conversation with the landscape guy, the guy who owns the gardening store.
0: Oh. Uh, See, I think you're remembering that slightly wrong because it was mostly Vince that did the talking. Right, sure. I was going to say, maybe Luke uh, on the doorstep or on the porch with Becky.
1: Oh, sure. Yeah, I would I would accept that.
0: It was pretty goofus malufus mm-hmm. Uh The Donnie, Buddy, Garrity sleazeball move of the week. Uh, I'm going to make an argument for... What was it Joe Leland from Croft? <laughs> uh That makes it even more of a homage to Brad Leland because it's almost a Buddy Garrity move just on the other side.
1: I was going to say. Mora panties. Well, n- yeah, <laughs> that might be a Joe McCoy sleazeball sc- move of the week. Scumbag. Sc- yeah. Scumbag move of the week. Yeah. Um, I think Buddy opening up whatever. <laughs> I think, you know what? <laughs> I think the sleaze ball move of the week is the uh showrunners for teasing us with a new Buddy's business. Come on. And not following up on that. Come and doing on. it in the opening cre- like before like the opening <laughs> scene.
0: How does how do you do that? That's that's unnecessary. Okay, we're definitely doing that. And we're just going to we're going to attribute it to Peter Berg even though it definitely wasn't Peter yes, Berg, <laughs> but we're yes. going to attribute it to Peter Berg. Peter Berg, welcome to Buddy's teaser. <laughs> so titillating! Uh, the Joe McCoy stud of suds smug scumbag move of the week goes to Mora for yeah. the panties in the locker. Yeah, yikes! Notable music cues. I did not notice anything. Same. I didn't even notice any hip hop music in East Dillon. I didn't either. Yeah. Outdated pop culture reference of the week. What do we have?
1: John and Kate plus eight. John and uh, Kate plus eight. Which, uh, yeah, uh, Mindy makes a reference to as like I guess. John of John and Kate must have like gotten into an affair with like a maid or something nanny, because she, I think her nanny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she's concerned about that. She's like, this is going to be just like John and Kate plus eight. You know, <laughs> I don't, I, I don't remember how it's. yeah. How do you, how
0: do you have uh how do you get into an affair with the nanny when you're on a reality show? Like, you I don't know, know man. Have you seen,
1: out. have you seen Kate? Oh, <laughs> Maybe
0: it was a Carlota situation. (laughs) All right. Quote of the episode. I got porn. (laughs) I got porn. That's okay. Yep. That's good so far. With all due respect, Vince, I don't give a piss what you think. (laughs) Uh, I wrote that one down. I traded my pig for you, Maribel. (laughs) He was in love with her, and I said he could have her if you could be my rally girl.
1: I think just the implications on that one are too troubling to (laughs) award it.
0: All right, let's go. I got porn. From Huxton Ruckleberry. Maribel. All right. Who's our MVP of the episode this week? I gotta say. Tammy Taylor?
1: We always, always on the docket. Uh It's definitely not Tinker this week. I can tell you that right now.
0: <laughs> my, yeah, he <laughs> fell fast from last week. <laughs> he did. Um Becky. No, not Becky. No. I just like Becky, but she's not the, she did yeah. save Luke from getting into it with Huxton, but.
1: I'm, I'm. Kind of leaning towards Jess. um
0: Yeah, she did get puking drunk, but she stuck up for herself. But then she got she
1: got into her feelings a little bit while she was drunk, which was humanizing. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I mean, it's not Julie. I guess it, I guess you could make a case for Coach, but I'm yeah, still I was underwhelmed.
1: Thinking, I was thinking Coach is a nominee. It's definitely not Julie. It's definitely not Vince it's definitely not Luke
0: it's not Mora
1: it's definitely not Mora not buddy he's barely in it Uh, I mean Mindy Riggins shut up
0: shut up (laughs) I was thinking it but I wasn't going to say it you (laughs) went there (laughs) sorry I don't think she's there yet she made a nice turn but she's she's not there yet Okay, so I think we go with Jess. All right. I just need to get us away from Mindy Riggins as quickly as possible. Right. Jess, yep, we'll has do Jess. It. We'll do Jess. Episode rating: What do we think? I enjoyed it, but I don't know if that's just because I hadn't watched Friday Night Lights in a while, right. or
1: not, or what. Yeah, I thought it was good, but didn't stand out by any means. i I'd, I'd think you know, like a light seven. It's a
0: typical seven, right here. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the folks over at IMDb 342 of them, uh, came up with an 8.0 out of 10, which I think is fair. It's always going to skew a little high. I feel like on IMDb and that's fine. Uh, that's pretty much it for awards. We still have our lesson of the episode, but, uh, let's do a few social media shout outs here before we do.
1: Uh, tiger Dave came at us. He, uh, Replied to our tweets about Josh's uh, vocal cord tear. Gave a a nice little bit of uh, encouraging words. So sorry to hear that.
0: Getting there, Tiger Dave. Uh, Your support means everything. I'm sure it'll give me a little boost here.
1: Yep. He says, I'm sure he'll come back stronger than ever. He also says, just wanted to let you know, I loved episode 413 and your guest co-host. But one piece of advice to Alex... Which, if this episode is any indication, it should be a piece of advice to Alex, Josh, and Anthony. <laughs> yeah. uh, next time, just say, go cats, if you don't know which team we're for. <laughs> uh, as the mayor awkwardly tried to pull at the pep rally, that's good.
0: That's true. That's true. Go cats.
1: Uh, Shout my, out, Alex.
0: Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks,
1: good. Alex. That was good stuff. That was fun time. Um, My buddy, Burt Booker, who who had seen the cameo, yeah. he tweeted, tagged us, he says, at Zach Guilford. Please come on, reliving the lights pod uh, that Anthony and Josh have created. Rumor has it you might not have finished FNL, uh, and may I present to you an ex- excellent opportunity to tell the people what they really want to know. So, Bert, uh, God bless him already on the—he's on the campaign a week before we we're recording this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, to get Zach Guilford on the show. So,
0: right on, uh, Bert. I just now understood your Twitter name of Harmon Killen Bruise. That's a twins a reference. Bit. I don't know why I didn't put that
1: together. Yeah, it's a good bit. Um
0: looks like Matthew Taylor, I'm assuming uh he's got a little gif from I thought that was training day, but <laughs> that's not Denzel Washington. Uh, but I think he's responding to our tweet that says, "If you want to contribute to our buddy fund, so that we can purchase a Brad yep. Leland cameo." Uh, so Matthew Taylor, uh, let's get this done, man. Thanks for supporting. Yeah, let's get Brad Leland uh, on the on the on the show via cameo. Uh,
1: Matthew also uh, let us know that he loved the season five premiere. It's an amazing right episode as always. Thank you, Matthew. Much appreciated. Got our, uh, friend Sarah with an H who I think we have yep. shouted out on the show before. We'll do it again yep. just as a little bonus surprise because hey, hey. she, I don't even, I don't even think she's probably to the first episode that we've shouted her out on. So probably not, yeah. here's, here's a little <laughs> bonus. She says, binging Friday night lights, just watched uh, season four, episode six, partially because the show is very good, and partially because I want to be able to listen to some of *Reliving the Lights* live as it airs. Yeah. Um, so we, rate, we we hope you we hope you get there too. Yeah. We,
0: At the rate we've been going, you probably are going to catch up. But uh, yeah. well, <laughs> honestly, up here.
1: our show is probably more of a burden, uh, harder to get through than. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Friday night. So. It's
0: like three times as long at least. So,
1: so Sarah, thanks you. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. Um, yep. we hope that you hear this sooner than later.
0: <laughs> All right. That's it for our social media shout outs. If you want to reach out on Twitter, there's a very good chance that we will shout you out on the show. So reach out to us at reliving lights on Twitter. Uh, let us know what you think about the show. Uh, let us know if you have any beefs to, uh, express with us. Uh, if we got anything wrong, if you agree, if you disagree, whatever, we always love hearing from you on Twitter and chances are, like I said, we will shout you out.
1: Don't reach out on Facebook. Uh, nope. we've basically abandoned it. Uh-
0: <laughs> just, we walked away and let it yeah. burn. Yeah. All right, Anthony, uh, since we've done our social media shout outs, that means we need to identify a lesson of the episode. So what's the moral, what's the takeaway, what's the lesson that we can learn that we can take and apply to our everyday lives?
1: If you're in a relationship and for whatever reason, if it's a school activity, a job, whatever it is that has you on some sort of forming some sort of work relationship with a beautiful girl uh, maybe pick your spots with it <laughs> uh, maybe play it a little close to the chest because uh, probably your significant other is going to be suspicious of it from the jump anyway mm. uh, so maybe don't lean into it no. so hard
0: now great advice uh my lesson that I took away from this is if you have a beautiful young girl like Becky as your rally girl don't trade her for a pig that pig doesn't love you and even if you that pig does love you that's not acceptable in a society yeah. no <laughs> we um, live in a society and uh you can't love a pig sorry
1: yeah I I mean I I get if you're if you're Doing a solid for your buddy. That's one thing. Sure. If you're saying, hey, you know what? You're into this girl. You want her to be your rally girl. That's one thing. But let's maybe leave farm animals out of the equation. Tinker, stinker.
0: <laughs> Yikes.
1: Tinker, stinker. Yikes, bud. <laughs> <Ugh>.
0: <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll end there uh, for the week. Before we go, I I just got to say something. Shout out to our listeners in the West Indies. Shout out to our listeners in Laos. Shout out to all of you, wherever you are, wherever you're listening from. We're glad that you're along for this journey. Last season, we are nearing the end. Uh, once again, as if you hadn't heard it before, uh, subscribe to our OC podcast. Whenever that comes out, you will yeah. definitely uh, hear about it. I wonder
1: it if it would be tomorrow. wise to rebrand just to keep all of our sh- episodes under one show umbrella,
0: I've thought about that. Where too, we yeah. could say
1: like season one, reliving the lights; season two, California, here we come. Yeah, yeah. Season three, something else. We just we need to come up with uh, a name umbrella, for the for the yeah. umbrella name. Yeah. Yep.
0: All right. Well, if you have any suggestions for that, what the overall oh yeah name of the show should be after we branch out uh, into other shows, let us know let us know your ideas Uh, because it took us like how many weeks to figure out what this show is (laughs) going to be called. If you've been listening
1: from the beginning, you know that we recorded at least four or five episodes without settling (laughs) on a a title.
0: (laughs) So shout out,
1: shout out to the season five episode Uh, one guest who came up with reliving the lights. Thank you, Jimmy.
0: Yeah. Right on. All right, that's it for the week. Uh, It's been a pleasure getting back into it with you, Anthony. It's been a pleasure getting back into it with you all. Uh, Happy New Year. Merry belated Christmas. Uh, Happy belated anniversary to Zach Guilford. And we will see you next week for another episode of Reliving the Lights, a Friday Night Lights Rewatch podcast.
2: Bing bong. Let's touch God this time, boys. Let's touch God.